0: Welcome to Woke and Wired, a new conversation about expanded consciousness and entrepreneurship. We are here to shift the paradigm of business and marketing and social media in this digital age of infinite possibility and bridge our inner technology, our intuition, with outer technology through rituals, personal development tools, conscious business practices, Spiritual tools and the magical tool of social media. I am your host Xenia, a storyteller, conscious social media teacher, speaker, and a multidimensional traveler. Welcome to the new paradigm. Welcome back to Woken Wired. I'm your host, Xenia, and this week my guest is Talia Pollock. She's a writer, speaker, author, storyteller plant-based chef, TV personality, and health and empowerment coach. She's the host of the Party in My Plants podcast, which I have been on episode 106. It was one of my favorite interviews of all time. And she is also the proud founder of Party in My Plants, an internationally celebrated wellness platform. Her simple recipes and spunky lifestyle advice have been featured repeatedly on the Dr. Oz show, the Huffington Post, Mind Body Green, BuzzFeed, and so many other publications. The very exciting thing that I want to share with you is that Talia's first book, Party in My Plants, is coming out on April 21st, 2020. And I'm luckily one of the first people to get my hands on it. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of people send me their books. And not often is it that I fall in love from the first open, from the first turning of the page. There's just so much realness, so much sense of humor, and so much beyond the recipes in the book. And now I'm recording this in the middle of quarantine. I feel like it can be such a beautiful inspiration for you to have cooking be a meditative practice That connects you to nourishing yourself, not just on a physical, but also on an energetic level, which it has been for me. So if you want to get the book, if you've been looking to feel a little more inspired in in and out of the kitchen, I'm going to link to the book in the show notes, or you can just search for Party in My Plants. Talia and I originally connected through the wellness food kind of world when I and Robin Euclid hosted an event on intuitive eating. Robin has been a guest on the show as well. Since then, Talia and I have both pivoted quite a bit, and I have graduated from Amy Joe Martin's mastermind, also known as the Renegade Brand Bootcamp, and Talia is just starting it, so we have that in common. And both of us are always looking for ways to pivot, to expand, to redefine the norm, and this conversation is that. It's just an honest conversation between two humans trying to figure it out because we're all figuring out our right next steps. I just had to stop recording for a moment and check what's going on in the kitchen because Wednesdays are my fiancé Eric's dishwashing days and it sounded like there was end of the world happening. So it's all good, confirming, I'm back here. Anyway, so in this interview we talk about connecting with people as the core of social media. I think it's so easy to get swept away by what we want to create and the brand and the business and the impact and the revenue. But when it comes to social media and really building any business, and nowadays having social aspect of it and community aspect of it is so vital. And just remembering that in the middle of it, at the very core of it is people. It's connection between humans and humans. It's not numbers of likes or followers. And I think with the arrival of new social media platforms, disruptive social media platforms like TikTok, which I have been absolutely in love with for the past couple of weeks, in just two weeks of actively posting on TikTok and engaging and learning about it, I have gotten more engagement on some of my videos than I have in any of my other platforms ever and 15 years of doing social media. It's totally mind-blowing. You can reach so many more people there. You can create such big impact without having to follow any rules, without any perfection. So if you are interested in some of the things I've learned along the way and what works by not following the formula and being 15 years old and da- doing the TikTok dances, But by following your own authentic track of what feels right inside of you, let me know and I will record a solo episode on just that. So just shoot me a DM at Wired, or you can go on iTunes and leave a review for the podcast. I always love those and mention TikTok request. Anyway, back to Talia in this podcast, she shows how she became a food blogger how it led to a lot of social isolation and how she dealt with that, talk about work and identity, redefining success, pivoting as a wellness blogger, being on Dr. Oz, getting a top publishing deal, combining comedy and plans, and finding your purpose outside of the kitchen, and so much more. We also share some of our favorite resources for staying mentally, energetically, physically healthy during this quarantine and beyond. So listen to the end and if this speaks to you, please do share it on your Instagram stories and tag at Plants, which is Talia's handle, and at WokenWired. All right, Talia, I'm so excited to have you on Work and Wired. I have previously been on Partying My Plants podcast, and I was just blown away by the joy and fun that you bring into the world through your presence, talking about seemingly simple things. And today I'm excited to have you here to talk about things that how we were planning to talk about before the pandemic hit, which is pivoting your business. And now, interestingly, I feel like it's even more relevant than ever. Where do I find you today and where's your body and where's your heart at?
1: Oh, what a great, great question that everyone should ask themselves all the time, including myself, where is my body and where is my heart at? Well, logistically, I'm in our new-ish house in the woods just outside the city, which is just a miracle that we have this space to quarantine ourselves in. I mean, the gratitude that I feel to be in this space is overflowing. So, I mean, I felt the calling to move here a long time ago, and it was a really long journey to make it happen. And and the timing is really interesting. So that's where my body is, and my heart is. My heart is full watching this bring out this beautiful underbelly of people connecting. You know, obviously, if I allow myself to go to the the sad and the scary and the heartbreaking place, that's very easy to go into the fear and stuff. But I'm trying really to focus on this beautiful underbelly of connection, like that we're all, we're all, exp- this is like the first time ever that everyone of every socioeconomic location, demographic, whatever, is experiencing the same thing. And there's something really beautiful in that that we're all connecting over, which I'm trying to focus my heart on.
0: So what, before we dive into more of the business side of things, what has been helping you to tap into that connection along the way? Because it's so easy to just give into the panic and fear that we see on TV. And I think one of the connectedness invitations is to keep coming back to things that connect us back to our own bodies. So what are some of the things that have helped you and are helping you these days?
1: Really focusing, you know, using social media for what it was really meant to do nowadays, which is that connection. I think that's really helping me. You know, I feel that everyone is like, screw selling things, screw promoting things, screw pushing things. I just want to jump on and like show my face to see your face or, you know, to hear your words or, you know, I feel like we're, the collective is moving into what social media, Instagram, primarily I'm referring to it was like meant to be, which I think is just so beautiful. So I'm really focusing on like, you know, muting people that aren't doing that and exploring people that are doing that. And I think, you know, putting out stuff that help other people do that. So that's been really beautiful. And then really taking the time to reach out to friends whom it's so funny because there's so many people that like used to be my neighbors, like literally, whom I barely saw, but now I'm talking to more than ever. So, kind of going through my heart and my Rolodex and seeing, like, who do I really feel to, like I'm called to connect with right now? And FaceTiming them or, you know, calling them or texting with them. So, those are some things that I'm doing to focus on the love in this situation.
0: I've been doing all the same things. I also have a very strong calling to serve and to be a curator of news and tools and things that are helpful. And also, I find myself reaching out to people that I've had in the back of my mind to reach out to. And now all of a sudden there's this sacred space for connection. And that leads me to the question, you know, you're talking about reframing social media and taking back to, for what it was meant to be originally before it became this kind of business machine in a way, yeah, not to disregard the massive amount of connection and meaning that it can bring to our lives, which I firmly believe is possible as long as we stay committed to creating space for that and and curating our feeds and doing yeah. things that don't serve us. So what role does social media play in your life? And can you actually remember when social media came into your life and oh, then lead yeah. us up to the day of what you do today using social media?
1: Oh my God. I remember life before social media. It's like in vivid color. (laughs) I feel like once social media came in, it got really like pixelated and crazy because everything changed. I mean, I remember being in high school and getting Facebook. I think I was a junior in high school going into college. I think I'd gotten accepted into college So because you could only make a Facebook if you had a college email, right? Like originally? Yeah. So I remember... I remember, like I got into college and my friend who like already had been on Facebook, like helped me set up my account. And I was like, wait, whoa, I can, I can talk to that guy that I met on spring break in Miami, like here in Connecticut where I live. Like what? That's crazy. And I just remember feeling like This joy of, oh my God, these people that come into our lives can stay in our lives. We don't just have to wonder what they're up to for the rest of time. We can actually keep in touch and be friends. Like, this is epic. So I remember that feeling. And then, you know, flash forward a bajillion years to where we are more recently, where like I am coming out of like a really bad burnout. Of social media and of all this craziness. Like when I say it got like so pixelated and crazy, like I just felt like, you know, every time I logged on, it was just like chaos. I felt bad about myself. I didn't know what to put out. There's competition, there's feeling bad. It just became this like whole like mess of, a place, you know, that one app on my phone, which moved from Facebook to be Instagram. And, and I feel that right now, at least for myself, I'm really using it more in the way that I first used it. Like I've mastered the magic of the mute and I'm like muting so many Things that I don't want to see, and searching for people that I actually want to see, you know, like we did originally with Facebook. So I think that's pretty cool.
0: So, for those who are listening to you and are thinking, okay, what is she talking about? What competition? Why is she so attached to this app? Can you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do? So, your Instagram account, one of them says, if you guys want to find and follow along, it's party in my plants, short for PIMP, making eating greens or lettuce, because it's an emoji, so I'm just interpreting it. Okay, nice. As fun as a party, so you become unstoppable. Yes. So what is it that you actually do, and what is your business-
1: so my business is helping people eat more plants. That's what that emoji should be. So if that's not clear, thank you. It's supposed to be more plants. So that they get the energy and the the feel goodness that they can take on the world in any way they want. So I look at eating plants, taking care of your body, you know, taking care of your nutrition and what's on your plate. I see that as a as an amazing tool to help us go out into our lives and be the best versions of ourselves. And so I've combined my background and passion with humor and comedy, with my passion and expertise in eating plants and created Party in My Plants as this really fun, empowering, lighthearted brand and business that helps people, I say, take the hell out of healthy eating.
0: So how does one make money by empowering others to eat plants? (laughs)
1: Well, brands will jump on the party of my plants train and if i love those brands and there's a handful of them that i just adore and put in my body every day they compensate me for spreading the good word about their planty product that's one big way that i make money and those brands will compensate me for instagram posts or youtube videos or my podcast is a big one i also work with people individually so i will go into your life and help you troubleshoot why it's so hard to eat those plants, what's stopping you, why it's hard to be consistent and you know help you find solutions to make, you know, taking care of yourself really a normal, regular, easy part of your life and I speak. So that's another way that I preach the gospel of plants. And I have a book coming out. So that's been another income source as well. So
0: how long have you been doing this? And what's sort of your vision for where to take this?
1: So, I started Pimp in 2013 and it's been a wild ride. I originally had this really long, challenging, dramatic struggle between. Comedy and health and wellness. Health is wealth. And for a long time, because my original dream and plan was to use words and humor to connect with people and to empower and inspire and and calm down people. And so I was pursuing comedy for a while and stand up. And I worked for David Letterman and College Humor. So I was writing comedy, performing comedy. But I had my own really, really, really challenging health struggle, and. I found through the magic of eating plants how I could take control of my own health and well being and energy. And I nixed so many health issues in the bud and became this best shiny version of myself. So I had that passion and I had this comedy passion, and the two didn't really seem to go together. Like, you know, most people that are doing stand up, you know, at 10 p.m. in nasty nightclubs aren't also waking up at, the sunrise to juice, you know, kale, like those, the lives didn't really go together. And so for a while, I kept putting one foot in each pond, if you will, and say, okay, I'm just going to do comedy. And then I would feel like I was turning my back. I was cutting off a leg. Like I was just like, well, but I what? Well, there's this other part of me. Fine, Talia. Then I'll do wellness. But wait, oh, you can't. You know. So eventually, I combined the two in 2013 and started partying my plants. And it's just been a journey of like trying everything and seeing what. Sticks and what worked for me and worked for others. And it's taken me on this really long and interesting journey to where I am now.
0: So there's two audiences that we're speaking to, and I want to tackle the questions that are probably coming up to everyone listening. So the first audience is someone who's wondering okay, she says that she started it and now she's writing a book with one of the top publishing houses. Kind of what are some of the things that you learned along the way? And we know that's Since 2013, the social media landscape has changed, but I think overall there's still business and strategy learnings that you can share from what you learned along the way. And then the other audience that we can get into after that is those who also have achieved a certain level of success in something they're doing and now are at a place of wondering, okay, so what's next? The thing that I'm doing doesn't feel 100% aligned anymore, and how do I step into the next version of what I'm doing?
1: Yeah, those are two. two audiences. Happy to talk to you, both of them. <laughs> and sometimes it's the same audience. <laughs> right. Yeah. So do you want me to hit on the first one first? Let's do that. Okay. So the question is like how I got to where I am now, basically.
0: And what are some of the learnings that you can share that still feel relevant in today's digital age?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I started this by talking about in, uh, social media and how for me I see it really as this powerful tool for connection and I 100% feel that I've been able to get this awesome book deal with a top publishing house been able to get on TV Dr Oz 6 times and all this stuff through connection you know when I started my podcast that was that was a huge turning point for me in two major ways one way was the connection between me and and humans and audience people and listeners. I mean, there's no deeper – like right now, people are listening to us while they're – well, right now, they can't be doing much, but they're either walking around their home, they're walking around their street, they're exercising, they're cooking, they're eating, they're maybe driving somewhere, you know, like – they're only focused on us in in their ears and what is a deeper, more intimate connection than hanging out with somebody in your ears for an hour, you know, or when you start a podcast, you're their ears for hundreds of hours if you have lots and lots of episodes. So when I started my podcast, that really started to build that deep connection with people all over the world, as I'm sure you, you know, and have experienced yourself. And then it also helped me build connections with like-minded people that are authors and other experts and, and, you know, you could call it networking, but that was a huge thing for me as well. You know, the way I got to my agent, I actually interviewed eight agents before I picked my agent, but that's because the eight agents came from eight former podcast guests that had written books whom I asked to connect me with their agents. So I had done them an awesome favor, ish favor, if you want to call it that, of I, I gave them the opportunity of coming on my show and highlighting their awesomeness and sharing their expertise with my audience who were just so hungry for really empowering, helpful wellness information. And then they gave me an awesome favor of connecting me to their agent. And it led to you know this book deal. So I think that was a huge turning point, but using that mentality in all the things that I did through the years leading up to it. I mean, everything I can really boil down to connecting with people. You know, My YouTube channel was all about connecting with people. Originally, my, my newsletter was always about connecting with people. So that's a huge through line I think I can pull through the whole thing.
0: What does connecting with people look like to you and why is it so important?
1: Yeah, it is really important, isn't it? I, keep, <laughs> <it's like> my, <laughs> I can't say it enough. I guess it just feels that it's hard. When I realize that, that just an app or a newsletter or, you know, the internet can bring people that live in different places and have different schedules together, you know, to share um, values and to empower one another and to hold hands, you know, through this life. I I just, I've never looked back. Like that is what I crave the most. And maybe that stems from when I discovered wellness originally and eaten my plants. I mean, my whole story is I I drank a smoothie, changed my life, saved my health, took me on this journey of eating Wait, one smoothie? Yeah.
0: What was in that smoothie?
1: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So it was an amazing coconut like superfood, raw smoothie in at this place called Planet Raw in LA. It's no longer with us. Rest in peace. And I, the story goes that it that smoothie was the first thing I'd put in my body in like eight years that didn't make me feel sick. And I didn't know what vegan was. I went back into the shop and I was like, what is this? They're like, this is vegan. Um, I didn't know what that meant. So then I just, I would go to Barnes and Noble because this was before our blogs, really. And so I would just sit on the floor in Barnes and Noble in the vegan section, like taking notes on veganism and, and, it changed my life. It it just eating all the plants changed me, saved my body, saved my health. And, but what happened was it destroyed my, my social life. It destroyed my connectivity because this was at a time when you couldn't even buy almond milk in a store. At all. Like, I was this weirdo, doodle do person. I was in college. And so all my friends were off, like, drinking boxed wine. And I was in my apartment on campus, juicing or dehydrating kale or granola or cracking open, literally in college, coconuts to get coconut water or and to scrape out the meat and then make my own ice cream. Like, this was my college activities when the world was out there, like, you know, being. Quote unquote, normal people. And it led to so much loneliness, so much depression, so much despair that I've just never, I guess, wanted to ever feel that way again. And so I think the, the miraculousness that is social media and this landscape that we're living in now, that we can connect with people, I guess I crave that so much because I know what it's like to not have that.
0: Wow. That's so powerful. And something that you said there, I think that is super applicable in today's world. Well, the desire to connect and coming from that intention, I think, is a necessity for anyone who wants to be a blogger or a podcaster. But from a business standpoint, what you said about how having a podcast was really a turning point, point. one interesting stat that I just learned is that there's over 600 million blogs in the world, and there's under 1 million podcasts. Huh. So- just that there's still so much untapped opportunity in podcasting. And a lot of people don't realize that. Well, a lot of people are realizing it. I've been getting messages almost every day asking me how to start a podcast, which I probably should do an episode on. But I totally relate to that. And for me as well, it was a huge turning point because by creating this space to have conversations that Matter to us and represent our values and how we want to give back to the world. It just helps us, in my case, tap deeper into what is my message, what is my mission, and how is it best expressed to serve people.
1: I mean, a million percent. Absolutely. It just, it, getting yourself talking about it, talking to others about it. I mean, I've never said this thing about connection that you just helped me say, helped me discover. Like, that's huge. That's awesome. So, absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly.
0: I love those podcast interview epiphanies. I have them all the time.
1: (laughs) So good. I know, I know. I Part of me, like, I need to find some transcription service to send some podcast episodes to because some of the things that are said on podcasts are, like, great material for, like, for future books or other posts or other bodies of work, but we just say them in these, like, podcast bubbles of bliss and then we forget.
0: (laughs) Right. Okay, so shifting to pivoting. What, how is you and your business and how you see it different now than it was? And what is your vision of what's next and what feels expansive and exciting?
1: So let me tell you this. This is really fascinating. In my opinion, and it was incredibly mind blowing to me. So, you and I have spoken recently about this pivot, and I, you know, was feeling called to go in a slightly different or just more expand past the plants into using plants as a tool for empowering people to be their best selves in their real life. But now stepping into being more of that person that empowers people and gives them tools to to be bold enough to be their best selves in the real life. You know, I started to see this thread of with all my coaching clients, what I was doing more than giving them recipes or giving them, you know, like <sighs> ingredient recommendations or anything like tangible like that, what I was finding myself doing was giving them empowerment and and helping them build courage and confidence to do the things that support their health and well-being. That that do, you know, and step into their true authenticity because when we don't, health problems can arise from that. So I just started, you know, after I finished writing my book, which was freaking two years ago now, no, a year ago, you know, it takes forever to get books out. Like I just, The last chapter is really about confidence and going out into your life now that you've mastered, you know, partying in your plants, yada, yada. And so I was like, well, I want to now take this next step with people. Like, I don't want my purpose to stop in the kitchen. I... I feel that I'm here to help people party outside the kitchen as well. And so I thought this was like this groundbreaking epiphany of like, oh my God, like this is what I want to do. But Ksenia, like I've gone back these past few months into old journals and old books that I wrote in margins. I mean, I found one of my favorite books is The Big Leap. Yes. So good. Gay Hendrix. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So good. And I read it at least once every year. And so I have so many underlines in different colors, like to mark what time I'm, you know, this is my time reading it. So I have like 12 different colors in it. And I was going through it the other night and I saw in one of the margins, I had written on 8-9-2016 the exact verbiage that i had written about my purpose that mo- this more like that morning in 2020 i don't have it on me but it was basically like i'm here to use my gift of humor to connect with people to empower them to be their best selves in their real life something like that it was worded much more eloquently than that but it was there was nothing about plants there was nothing about food there was just this thread of empowering boldness in people. And I thought this was some brand new epiphany. But what happened is I think I'm coming back to like the real heart and soul of, of what's going on. So it's like a pivot, not back, but it's it's an embracing of the, the heart of the matter here, if that makes sense.
0: So how does that impact what you share on Party and My Plants?
1: So... I've, I mean, for a long time now, I've noticed that I'm more inclined to be sharing how food fits into real life. So it's whether it's like lessons through food or whether it's like showing food, you know, while traveling or whatever. That is much more of the focus than recipes because I just think recipes are, are helpful in getting, you know, a variety of different plants into your body in a pleasurable way. But I'm just so much more concerned about, you know, the impact that the plants have on your, your confidence and your courage in your real life. And so I've noticed that that's just been my thread. That's what I've been doing for years now. And it's sort of like accepting that, noticing it and, and being okay with that as I move forward. And, and, creating more things from that place rather than just thinking of myself as like a food person, if that makes sense.
0: So does that mean that you no longer want to give attention to developing your presence as a public speaker and kind of stepping away from the
1: food a little bit? Well, the public speaking is, you know, the reason I started Party in My Plants in 2013 was because, like I said, I was doing stand-up. And one night I did a show. It was a hot, sweaty night in July. And I did a show and I talked about being a vegan at the time. I spoke about, you know, the hardships. I talked about, I had just gone to Governor's Ball, this music festival in New York. And I had some joke about how, like, it's so messed up when when non you know vegans get in the veggie burger line at music festivals because like they're just there because their lines are too long but then they're they don't even want the veggie burger they're just there cuz their lines are too long and they're like cramping my style cuz normally the veggie burger line would be short whatever it was worded better than that and i did this whole thing and i got all the laughs and it felt so good i got off the stage and then someone else came up and they got laughs and they told jokes that about not fun thing like one night stands and like weird you know sexual things and and they got laughs and it just hit me that i want to use my voice in a microphone and my presence on stage whenever that's safe again to empower people to change to empower people to leave their seats a little better a little more Confident, a little more courageous, a little bolder, and doing comedy doesn't provide that. The people leaving the the theater that night were no t- more changed, you know, than they were, uh, no different than they were when they walked in. And that was the last time I did stand up. And so the reason I started partying my plants was to find a way to use my voice to light sparks in people. And I think to answer your question, I got a little. I got really focused on the food aspect when really my heart of it was always the speaking aspect. That was the whole reason I started in the first place. So it's not about like canceling things or quitting things. It's really just like realigning with, with my my core purpose and my, my original values and mission.
0: I'm writing that down.
1: Because it's so easy, I'm sure you know, to get you know, just get so focused on something else that you like disconnect, right?
0: Right. Yeah. This is something I think about a lot these days as I really question about the delivery of my own message with Breakfast Criminals. I always knew that food is a language that I use to speak to something much deeper than that.
1: Oh, that was so beautifully put. Love that. And, and that's why I mean always, with transcription service.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've always been clear on that. And at the same time, now I'm starting to ask myself, okay, am I being called to let go of the food and just go straight to the matter? Or is it, am I being invited to just realign with the values? Because I still, like yourself, very much align with the values of why I started Breakfast Criminals, which is all about having rituals that get you excited to get out of bed so that you can go about your life feeling empowered, feeling connected, and feeling clear and energized. You know, that's still very much there. And I don't know yet what I'm going to do with Breakfast Criminals. I've been feeling lots of energy of transformation and change as I announced that I'm not going to do any sponsored posts for six months, which I'm in now. I'm also starting to feel lots of brand new space being created for my self-expression and the self-expression of my community and i don't yet know what that looks like but i'm tapping into something different
1: i uh, we're we're on the same page here we're really it's like the same trajectory except i mean for me i've been feeling this like real internal like ah of the fact that in very few days my first book which is a cookbook is coming into the world and I mean, I, since those days, for my whole life, I've wanted to be a writer. I mean, my mom's a writer and I've just, that's always been, I've, it's always been my thing. I've always dreamt of being a writer and having a book come out that's going to be in bookstores when bookstores open again is just the biggest dream in the world. And there is admittedly a little bit of angst around the fact that it's, it's a cookbook. Now I look at it as the same way as what you just described, like, it's The through line is to help people be their best, shiniest, most confident versions of themselves in their real life. And food is a amazing first step vehicle for that. So that is fantastic. And every recipe are the recipes that I make in my real life. But where I've been feeling this like, ah, is that those are the recipes I make in my real life. And I don't know so much how much more recipes I need to make in my real life. And so this pressure of coming out into the world is like, a am a chef, even though, yes, I've been to culinary school or like, you know, like there's that identity of I don't I feel that food is a tool, but I'm so excited about more than just that tool. And so that's been part of this period of quote unquote pivot for me um, is an identity component, if that makes sense.
0: Totally. I totally hear you. And this comes up for me often because most people know me and recognize me from Breakfast Criminals. And sometimes they will hear that I have a podcast or that I have been teaching conscious social media. And to them, it occurs like something new. And yes, it is newer than Breakfast Criminals, but really it's something that's been behind everything else I do the whole time. And Of course, from an ego perspective, it's easy to take offense. But at the same time, ego aside, when I just tap into pure being and pure sharing and pure being for people, who cares how it occurs or what anyone thinks? As long as we can show up in our full radiant essence and get people to feel more like themselves, whether that's through morning rituals or
1: recipes who cares what they know us as? That's amazing. It's so true. And that is really, you know, what I did with the book. It's it's story. It's. I mean, I call it a self you know, like a quarter memoir, half self-help and 75% recipes, which I know doesn't add up to 100. But there's a lot of stories and empowerment in there. And it really, there's lots of teaching and, and guidance that I kind of, I snuck in in between the recipes, so I mean, I think I, my editors were shocked at how many words I said. It's a book with also a hundred recipes. It's both, so I think you're right. It doesn't matter really the form or the you know identity or the box you put it in, as long as you're so committed to your through line,
0: right? And I think you know I teach branding and I teach marketing, so. I completely understand the importance, even in my own experience, of having containers and packaging for our work that is clear and concise and describes what we do. But I think ultimately, at this time and beyond this uncertain time, we're all being called to just kind of get out of the way and be vessels for delivering whatever messages are coming through us without being stopped by our internal judgments and conditioning.
1: Yeah, I mean I think right now it's really just about people showing up as their true real selves. That's that's all that anyone wants. Like I don't I think everyone's gotten so good at branding and so good at, you know, classifying themselves. I mean, I was setting up I have a new Instagram account that I'm it, that's a space for me to work on pr- putting out content that's unrelated to food. It's just this, like, it's called It's Me Talia P. That's the handle. And it's my my space to write stories and share all these ideas and thoughts and what's in my soul that's unrelated to food. So that's been really fun. But as I was setting that up, I mean, when i set up Instagram years and years and years ago, originally, it was just like you create an account and it's either business or personal. But this, you can pick, like, whatever, what's that? It's like a content creator category. And then there's like every topic under the sun you can pick as your like tagline or whatever. Not, you know what I'm saying? You're like identity. And I was just shocked at that, like how everyone is so good at like putting themselves into a label, like motor. I mean, I was struggling. I was like, okay, do I put motivational speaker or do I put writer or do I put author? Like, I don't know, you know, and it's like, maybe we don't need to focus so much on that word. I think right now what the world needs and at least what my soul needs and it sounds like what you need is to just fully express ourselves and show up fully as ourselves and maybe care a little bit less about the the title.
0: I love that. And you know I truly believe that by us showing up as our full selves and shining our light in its fullness, we that's how we help other people transform as they're they become ready to transform and become more of themselves. So, you know, if anyone listening to this is thinking, okay, why would I be thinking about expressing myself in this time? Well, because it's more important than ever because each one of us just in the way that we are exactly right now, we have medicine to share with people through our being. And if we just allow ourselves to share that, I think there's such community and opportunity for connection that is created that is beyond labels and beyond brands.
1: Yes. I mean... I nonstop am finding myself just with all these at-home concerts that these musicians are doing. I'm really, for some reason, the one with Keith Urban and Nicole Kidman in his, did you see that one like in his like garage, his like warehouse or something? I mean, it didn't even sound that good. Like it was like, you know, the music was weird. It was a weird location, but like Watching somebody, it like brings tears to my eyes now, in such full expression of their joy and authenticity, I've not stopped thinking about it for two weeks. Just seeing somebody show up in in their fullness, singing songs that he wrote like fucking 15 years ago, you know, like just full and and Nicole Kidman dancing, like, and then seeing all these people show up as doing their fitness routines, you know, all the people just at home quarantined or teachers showing, you know, oh, I follow someone on Facebook. It's just a friend whose daughter loves gymnastics and can't go to her gymnastics classes anymore. So she's just like 12 and doing her own gymnastics classes on her mom's Facebook. Like that stuff is what makes this, this that's just it. That is it. And when you show up fully as your 12-year-old gymnastics doing self, you empower others to show up more fully in their lives too. And I just think that when life right now looks so precious and so scary, the only thing we can do is just show up as fully as we can every moment we're given.
0: Yes, 100% yes to this. And I've heard so many people kind of go into the tendency, and I've experienced that too, of, you know, should I dim my light, you know, because I'm experiencing this immense joy in a world where so many people are suffering, like, should I kind of hide that in a corner? And I think the invitation is the opposite. It is to go out there and share it and touch people, even if there's like a hater in comments saying, how can you, you know, be experiencing joy at this time? because there's gonna be someone else whose day will be made and they'll be thinking about it for two weeks because even when things get challenging, yes, educate yourself and do all the things to stay safe and healthy. But at the same time, uh, by staying in fear, we decrease our immune response. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. science, you know, I'm not a doctor, but if you wanna find science on that, there is science on that. And by focusing on, on joy and things that make us feel alive, is how we remind our bodies why we, why we stay alive altogether. Actually, something that, uh, a quote that I shared on your podcast that ended up becoming a Facebook cover for the Breakfast Criminals page from your podcast graphic oh is when we, it says something like, when you eat your food with joy, when there's more love in it, there's more joy in your life or it's like more nutritious or something like that it's all about finding those simple rituals like eating and adding an intention of love and joy into it. And it really does transform your whole day. So, and now more than ever, it's so important.
1: A million percent. And and I've had to get over, get over. I've had to work through that fear of dimming my light, as you just described. I mean, I've been working really, I've been doing a lot of tapping. Do you know about tapping and like EFT?
0: Oh, hell yes. Yeah. It's so good.
1: Yeah, it's been, it's been my everything through this period and, and pre-corona, this was my own inner struggle and just working on those limiting beliefs about like, it's wrong to be joyful. It's wrong to be shiny. It's wrong, you know, to to be out there, you know, and working through all that BS because the truth is the world is better when we're our best. When we show up as our best, we enhance the world around us. And so it boosts our own health, our own happiness, our own live every day like it's your lastness. And it really enhances everyone around us. So there's no reason to not just let that out and but there is a lot of stuff there's a lot of fear there's a lot of doubts and there's a lot of you know oh like you said like how it's wrong of me to show up joyfully when in such a dark time but but knowing that your joy and pure authenticity enhances the lives of those around you maybe that can help
0: definitely and uh, to take it to the extreme which has been my experience is when I think about the fears around the coronavirus, for me, you know, when I take it all the way down of, okay, and then what, and then what, and why am I afraid of this? And I take it to the fullest expression of that fear. It's not so much a fear of death. That's not really present for me at this time. It's a fear of living my life and never having fully expressed my light, which we all have.
1: Yes, yep. Is it Wayne? It's either Wayne Dyer or it's somebody totally different. It's a song. I think it's Wayne Dyer quoting a song. That's something about like, don't die with your light still inside you. Have you heard that? Something like that. Not to bring this to death, but the point is like what you're saying that like, I a hundred percent, like that is my thing. That's my, where I've been in anxiety for like a year. I've been working through that exact idea of like, Wait, Talia, if you just get stuck doing the recipes, even because your book's going in the cookbook section. So now you have to stay on your recipes, but your soul is calling you to write stories and speak on stages without food and like do a lot of non food related stuff. If you live in recipe land forever, you're dimming your light. You're not showing your full expression. And I had this horrible, you know, inner battle of this idea. And I think at least for me, this, the Corona pandemic that we're in right now is just kind of like the final slap in the face to like, just show up fully, like, stop, like, just, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, just do it. And I hope that that's what everyone can find through this experience of, you know, this time that we're in, like those who are showing up to jobs that now that they're not at those jobs, they're like, wait, what? What? I was going there every day. That doesn't like, you know, now I hope people are giving themselves permission to start thinking about how to more fully express themselves and connect with themselves moving forward.
0: Showing up fully. So powerful. That might be the name of this episode. What? Something else I want to bring into space is it's interesting how easy it is to get stuck on external marks. Of success and validation, you know, someone might look at you and think, wow, she's got a book coming up with that publishing house. That is crazy. And in the meantime, you were in your head, you're like having all these battles and you're tapping all day long. (laughs) So it's interesting how easy, we can spend our whole lives chasing this outer thing, whether that's a million podcast downloads or a publishing deal with a certain book house or a certain amount of followers on Instagram or money in the bank or certain amount of clients per month, whatever it is for you, it it's so important to focus on where we're actually being called to be and what feels like the fullest expression of, se- of ourselves, even if it doesn't align where With where the outer success lies, and keep that in keeping that in mind at all times. You know, I've been sitting with it. I just recently heard that a friend of mine who got a million downloads took down her podcast because it no longer represented her work.
1: That's amazing.
0: And to me, that was like, what would be my equivalent of that? You know, like taking down Breakfast Criminal's Instagram, my verified account with eighty thousand followers. And even as I say that, it's so interesting how we as a society, most of us give so much meaning and weight, verified account, 80,000 followers.
1: I know I like that you said verified. I need to find out how to get mine verified. Can we talk about that later (laughs) or tell everyone? Well,
0: you just apply, you go into the settings. I've applied 12
1: times, but I don't know what setting to apply with. Am I a brand? Am I a person? No one cares. I'm not verified.
0: In my experience, and I don't know if that's what actually made the difference or not. And everyone listening, that's a little hack. I applied as a website for a while, and then I ended up applying, I think, as a company and I got approved. And I think one of the reasons why I got approved is because a company is more likely to do paid ads on Facebook and Instagram than like a a media outlet.
1: Oh, that's why they verify? That's...
0: That's my assumption. I don't know the truth.
1: why trust you? You're the expert. I just wrote that down. Everyone write it down with me. Company. Because I think I'm (laughs) replying as like person.
0: Before we... Start anyway, wrapping we, sorry, up. I
1: wanted to say one thing else uh, on this topic if you don't mind yes about fully about ditching the ego stuff and really yeah. the stuff that connect to us so I had a really interesting experience the other day I've been working with EFT master actually who's also a therapist so I'm like tapping to the extreme here to help me so we, it's awesome we talk
0: and, and can tap. you explain a little bit about tapping for those who don't know much about it?
1: It's the best thing that's ever happened so it's I need to I want to like get certified and like figure you know like teach it real because it's just been life changing but it's basically you tap along different acupuncture meridian and acupuncture points there's a specific order it's mostly around your face so sanitize your hands first and as you tap on these places, you're releasing stored up energy inside your body and in your nervous system. And you say really kind of painful statements as you're tapping. So for example, you'll say things like, well, you start with like a loving statement kind of. So you're like, even though... I feel scared to shine, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Or if you have a physical ailment, even though I have this heartburn, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And then you go around the points like, gosh, this heartburn so bad. My God, I don't know why this happened to me. It hurts so bad. It's scaring me. And you go through that or if it's an emotional thing like, I have this fear of shining. I'm really terrified of standing out. What if I affect offend people? What if they hate whatever? And as you're saying these like negative, kind of like worst-case scenarios or like real, the real truths that don't sound like positive affirmations, you're releasing the negative energy that those thoughts have in your body and you're Left like weightless, like you're free of those awful things that you think and that you are feeling, but you like don't want to say out loud. That was an interesting explanation. I, I like that. <laughs> Very not scientific, but
0: I love that. I sidetracked you with explaining what tapping was. Was there a story you wanted to share about it?
1: Yes, I wanted to share that. So the therapist, I was talking to this therapist about like what is success, what is fulfillment, and you know it's so easy to think. Success is 100,000 Instagram followers. Success is a verified Instagram account. Success is a book deal. Success is TV, whatever, a million dollars. But the other day- Not
0: just TV, excuse me. You like literally are hugging with Dr. Oz. Yeah,
1: he kissed me on the cheek. No big deal. (laughs) (laughs) And But the other day I got onto my computer and I wrote a post for my little Instagram account that has very few followers. And I wrote this post and it was like from my heart. And as I was writing it, I felt like I was flying and then I posted it. I didn't even care if it got zero likes, zero anything, because it was the most full expression of what was in my heart and soul and mind that I've expressed in weeks. And I just posted it, closed my phone and felt at peace. And that's, I think, the feeling that we should all strive to get to, which is like when you are doing that stuff that. So from the heart, naturally, you like really don't care about the other stuff. Have you found that to be true as well?
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah, something that has been coming through really powerfully, it's this idea that as humans, most of the time we're conditioned to rely on external feedback, whether that's followers and likes or money or opportunities or book reviews or whatever that is. But the new paradigm, the 5D consciousness paradigm that I've been talking about on the podcast over and over in the past couple of months is it's not between you and the external feedback. It's between you and the divine. It's this inner recognition of your unique path and what feels right to you. And when you focus on that, you can't really be swayed away by the external metrics.
1: Yeah. You just like don't care. Cause like your, your, your soul is happy and it's just like, no likes matter when you're that content and authentic. So I think that's pretty cool. I love that. Talia, this
0: has been such a great conversation. Is there anything else you feel called to share before we wrap up?
1: I've shared a lot. Is there anything that you think, any loops that I haven't wrapped up here? I mean, I guess I, I would love to stress, not stress, the opposite of stress, reiterate the actual importance of the plants that you and I both talk about. And I just think it is so cool that we both view our different plant missions as like the same purpose to start with the the fork or the spoon or the bowl and then use whatever you're putting in your heart bowl to become the best version of yourself throughout your day and throughout your life. I just think that's such a amazing tie that that we have in both of our our work.
0: I'm so with you and I think I'll be re-listening to this episode to just keep reiterating this message of showing up fully, of doing things that fuel our bodies and our hearts. And I'm sure lots of people will be looking into tapping. I found it to be really powerful too when I did it a couple of years ago and being called to get back to it. And
1: Wonderful. Yay, good.
0: Super stoked for your book. When exactly does it come out and what's the best way for people to get it?
1: Yeah, well, now the best way to get it is online, but you can buy from your like local mom and pop bookstores if you don't want to go to the May on Amazon, but obviously Amazon is, is a wonderful and easy and convenient way to get it. It's called Party in Your Plants. It comes out April 21st, and right now I am donating a dollar for every pre-ordered book to a corona-minded food bank situation to really help the book go beyond your own home and into the nutritious lives of others and those affected. So that's an incentive to pre- to pre-order and I really hope that this book brings joy to people the way that that your work in your heart bowls bring joy to people.
0: <laughs> that's awesome and for those listening after April 21st is there a message for them? What are those who <laughs> post order get, Talia?
1: They get the book now. I haven't decided. I can't like, yeah, just. I don't know. Do I give a dollar to charity every forever? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe the book's exp- the book's twenty five dollars. So I feel like I could do that. <laughs> so maybe we'll do that until until Corona is under under control. Which right before this podcast, my husband and I were talking about that might never happen. So we're really cup half full over here. Then yes, a dollar, a dollar a book. Thanks, Ksenia. Love that.
0: All right. <laughs> done. Done. It's recorded. <laughs> Talia, thank you so much. This was wonderful. I'm excited to check out your book. Uh, you got me excited to go make some plants. I'm about to actually steam some black rice and eat it with some carrots I roasted last night and cauliflower. I'm really Ooh. into those with nutritional yeast. Lots of it.
1: Yeah, lots of it. You got you to either go no or all the way home go big or go home <laughs> with the nutritional yeast.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. A hundred percent. Thank you so much for this conversation. And for those interested in checking out me on Talia's podcast, I think it was, I don't remember what episode it was, but I will sure link to it in the show notes as I will to the other resources we've discussed like Wayne Dyer and tapping. So
1: Yes. Awesome.
0: Thank you, Talia. Have Stay safe, stay nourished, And I'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you so much.
0: If you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes and share it with a friend who you think could benefit from the message. Find all the show notes and all the resources on WokenWire.com. And also join the Woke and Wired podcast listener Facebook group. It's a private group where you can connect with people who are like-minded. And say hello on Instagram. Find me at Woke and Wired. Stay woke, stay wired, and take three deep breaths right now.